Hello, fellow Panther fans, and welcome to episode seven of the Indoor Cats podcast. I'm your host, Rod Villagomez. You can find me on Twitter at RJ Villagomez. Find the show on Twitter at Indoor Cats Pod. Man, I just, I want it to be the season already. <laughs> I'm so ready. You'll hear me say it again in the episode, but I just, I just can't wait for this game to start. Uh, we had the second round of tryouts in Austin wrap up, which means we are that much closer to indoor football, to Panther football, to uh, Oakland football once more. Uh, so we have got a great guest for you today. We have got Drake White, better known as Hollywood White, uh, talking about the wide receiver position and talking about his excitement of playing in Oakland and back in California. And uh, we'll talk about some of the new signings in the transaction that actually happened uh, over the last couple of months. So uh, got a great show. Can't can't wait to get to it. So let's do it now. <laughs> So it dawned on me that it's been a little while since we've actually gone over some of the signings that we've had over the course of the last month or so since I did the last uh, get to know you type of a show. So there's been a flurry of activity going on and and we've signed some folks and we actually had our first transactions, our first roster uh, uh, transactions as far as a trade is concerned. Uh, So we'll be announcing that too on this show. Uh, So if you haven't kept up, uh, well, let me catch you up on some of the signings that we've had over the last month and a half or so. So we start with the most recent signing that we had, uh, offensive lineman by the name of Christian Kronk. Uh, he is out of Fresno State, another California boy that's uh, going to be coming back to California to play football. Uh, he was part of that 2018 Mountain West Championship team that Fresno State put together. Uh, what a great season they had last season. Uh, 10 wins, over 10 wins. Uh, They won the Las Vegas Bowl against Arizona State convincingly. Uh, It was just a great season overall for those Bulldogs. Uh, They were a hair away from finishing uh, higher in the rankings than they did, but uh, a solid season. He was part of that solid season, Uh, and as such, he earned himself some accolades. Uh, He was All-Mountain West Honorable First Team Selection uh, in his senior year, and uh, you know was in the consideration just about every year that he played his sophomore, junior, and senior year, Uh, but but what's more impressive is that he started in every game. In three seasons that he was played with Fresno State, he started every single game. It was 26 consecutive games um, that, that he started, and he started every game that he played at Fresno State. So, uh, that again, you get uh, a lot of um, durability in that. Uh, in Christian and you get reliability in Christian. And as an offensive lineman, when there's only three of you on the line, um, you're going to need that dependability. You're going to need that uh, consistency. And a guy that's blocked for a player uh, like McMarion and, uh, and and is blocked for running backs like Ronnie Rivers, you know, and, and Keyshawn Johnson that, uh, you know, he had to help uh, give time to throw to Keyshawn Johnson. So lots of talent on that Fresno State team. And, and Christian Kronk definitely helped to uh, to get those guys where they're at right now and where he's at right now. So congratulations, Chris, Christian, and welcome to uh, the Oakland Panthers. Uh, next up is a running back, another 
talented running back that we're bringing. Desmond Nibsey uh, played with Texas Tech. He's from the Bay Area, so he's from San Francisco. Good for him. Uh, again, he gets to get, come back and play in California. A uh, lot of themes, right? <laughs> we're seeing a lot of California folks come back to play in California. Uh, but uh, Desmond played for Santa Rosa Junior College. Uh, then he went to Diablo Valley College for a little bit, played for Texas Tech for a year, and then moved on to Texas Wesleyan to finish up his college career. Uh, but about Desmond is that he led Texas Tech actually in rushing t- touchdowns the season that he was with them. Uh, he had seven rushing touchdowns, which led the Texas Tech college team. And uh, again, that's impressive. And you know, we talked to uh, to uh, Coach Bryant about the actual um, philosophy on the field is, is a little different than arena football and running is a little more prevalent in the indoor game. Uh, so you're going to need a guy that knows how to find the end zone. And uh, we know that Desmond does. So that's, that's great for us to be able to know that we can hand the ball off to yet another person that can, uh, that has a nose for six uh, as Desmond does. Uh, we also have uh, defensive back Kentrell Everett, who spent some time up north in the CFL. He, he spent a little time with the Eskimos and the Riders, uh, and he was invited into the Kansas City Chiefs camp. Uh, another California boy, although he's from SoCal. Of course, he'll say he's from all over California, uh, but he's from SoCal. Uh, so uh, Cantrell Everett is, is going to be joining that defensive backfield. Uh, we need a guy that has experience covering folks that uh, have you know the waggle so what we talk about the waggle and the, the forward motion uh, the Eskimos the riders of course they're in the CFL and, and they they have that motion um, where we talked to Marlo Sean Franklin about that type of motion too uh, you know him him knowing the waggle uh, from being in the indoor football game already uh, Cantrell already knows how to guard against the waggle because he saw it up in the CFL. So definitely use that experience here uh, in the indoor game and in Oakland. And he's super excited to be here and we're super excited to have him. So uh, welcome to Kentrell. Uh, we also have a tight end slash wide receiver in the form of Raymond Epps played a little college ball at SMU and Arizona state. Uh, and then we also have defensive linemen and offensive linemen, Stefan Hall. Now, this is one where we are going to break from the list of names to bring you the, uh, I don't want to say it's breaking news because it's not necessarily breaking, but um, we, if you haven't heard it before, now you're going to hear it, uh, where we have traded uh, Stephen Hall as well as Keith Trump Trumps to the Cedar Rapid River Kings. Uh, and then we have also released Melvin German III. Uh, but for Stephen Hall and Keith Trumps, we will be getting future considerations. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's sad to see players go, uh, even though we, we really haven't gotten to see him play. But, uh, you know, we're happy to be able to have our uh, future considerations. And, and who knows what that'll turn into. We may get uh, some super exciting players back and uh, and it'll move the team forward so uh stefan hall we signed him but then now we've traded him and uh, he is no longer uh, on the team but he did play for the bismarck bucks before and so he had some experience in the indoor game uh but now he's going to be on cedar rapids uh so we barely knew you stefan <laughs> Good luck over there in Cedar Rapids. Uh, And then we also brought in offensive lineman Jeremy Hickey uh, out of Eastern Michigan. Again, another big, strong offensive lineman. Look, we know how the coaches love their linemen, um, and we are are super (laughs) grateful to have good offensive linemen, and Jeremy Hickey is another one of those guys. Um, 
at linebacker, uh, Jambori Williams out of Wake Forest. Uh, he was actually signed by the Eagles, so we know that there is uh, some NFL interest, or at least there was some NFL interest in him. Um, so we're excited to bring his talents to Oakland, uh, where he can showcase them for us, and we get to be the benefit uh, benefactors of uh, Jabari Williams's talent. Uh, and then last but not least, we signed... Uh, Defensive back Paul Robinson out of Pittsburgh State College has some indoor experience with the Duke City Gladiators. So, again, as we look up and down this roster, we just we see a mix of talent. We see a mix of um, indoor experience. We see some CFL experience. Uh, you know, guys that have been introduced to NFL camps. And I think if you're not used to um, I guess watching football that's not the NFL. And in Oakland, that probably is the case where we're, uh, you're, you're kind of spoiled in that the Oakland Raiders had been there for so long that there wasn't really a need to in, ingest anything other than NFL football. Um, but as you get to know this indoor game, as you get to know the, the way that this team is made up, you'll see a mix of experience and talents. And um, I think you're going to enjoy the outcome because, you know, again, as, as you watch folks that have played in other indoor football leagues, you know, the, the, um, other the NAIL and and arena and just all of the other forms of indoor football that's out there, you'll start to get to see that uh, these guys are talented. I know that there's a lot of folks that uh, tend to see the NFL as the only form of football and everything else is inferior. But I think those folks, uh, granted, I don't know, I I can't think that way. I really do think that every form of football has its own merits, and I think if you go in with the mentality that the NFL is king and that nothing else compares, uh, then I think you're setting yourself up for failure, first of all. And I would invite you. Uh, in fact, I, <laughs> I could work it out to get you tickets to go watch the Panthers. Uh, that that could be an eye-opening experience for you because uh, you'll quickly learn that uh, these guys are talented in and of their own rights. And just because they're not playing on Sundays on the major markets um, does not mean that they are not talented football players and that they don't possess the skills that uh, are necessary to entertain you. Um, you know, which is ultimately, I, I suppose your goal, if you're sitting in the seats, right, is to be entertained. Um, but it, you know, you're, you're just looking for at a different brand of entertainment uh, than what you would get out there at the Oakland Coliseum, uh, watching the, the guys in black, which you won't be this season. So, uh, please give the, the indoor game a try. And these players that I've read, you know, these guys are all happy to be on this roster. They're all happy to be playing football. Um, I haven't talked to a single one yet. And I, and I hope that you know that when I have these conversations with the players, we're not looking for the standard answers. You know, we really want to get it out of them. And um, I know that a lot of these guys, they just are happy to be playing football. You know, and that's really ultimately what we're what we're happy about and what we look for when we go and, and sit down and watch an indoor game. So, uh, sorry, I didn't mean that to turn into a soapbox, but I guess it did. I'm just so excited to watch this this uh, whole season play out that it uh, it just I can't I can't get here quick enough. I'm telling you right now. Uh, I know we're barely in the middle of January, and uh, to to be honest, it just the season can't get here fast enough. I, I'm I'm so ready to talk about the game rather than uh you know just just all the stuff leading up to it. So, uh, all right, 
welcome to all the new players uh, and and good luck to you Stefan Hall uh, and and Keith Trumps we hope that you have a, a good run this season over there in Cedar Rapids and when we meet you I, I hope we beat you so <laughs> all right so we got a great guest coming up I am God, man, I just, I love, fantastic person, fantastic. I can't even say enough about it, uh, but I can't wait for you to hear it. So uh, let's just get it started. Our next guest is coming up on the show. I'm going to let him introduce himself to you. The suspense is over? No? All right, here it is. Joining me on the line now is Drake White, better known as Hollywood White. And how fitting, sir, that you are coming to California, home of Hollywood, uh, where you will be lighting it up for the Oakland Panthers at the wideout position. Drake, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Well, I'm excited to have you uh, because you're one of the first people that have actually reached out and said, please, can I be on the show? So that makes me happy right away. Oh, yeah, I definitely want to be on the show. I um, actually heard a few podcasts um, from some of my teammates already, and I just thought it would be a great opportunity for me to get on and chat with you a bit. But uh, I'm a fan of the show myself, and I just thought it would be a great idea um, if I got on because I, I already enjoy it. So I just, it's just something great I want to be a part of. Well, I absolutely appreciate it, and uh, I know that the listeners are going to appreciate it because uh, you're you're a pretty interesting individual, and we'll we'll get into your background. But uh, let's talk first about uh, just the fact that you are now going to be in Oakland, California. Has that set in yet? It has, kind of, sorta. Um, every now and then, I think about it and I'll be like, "Man, I'm really about to go play ball in California." And I actually played junior college football in Northern California for Feather River College. So I'm just super stoked to be going back to Northern Cal and just ready to play some football. Yeah, you did. I mean, you did play in Feather River, which is, uh, you know, sort of in the in the central Northern California where I'm at. So, uh, yeah, you you are back back where you, uh, yeah, back where you belong, I guess, in, in Hollywood. Hollywood area and uh, California. So, um, all right. So you're coming in with some indoor experience where I think uh, most of the folks that are coming in maybe don't. So um, are you excited to, to continue to play indoor football? I'm definitely excited It's because it's a different game, a fast-paced game. Um, I picked it up very quickly, and it's just something I enjoy. It's something for the fans. It's a family atmosphere. Um, for lower prices, you get to actually meet the athletes, something that's very different um the atmosphere is it's great um the team atmosphere is great it's just something about um indoor football and uh every everyone loves it i love it I'm, I'm also a fan of it even though i play the game um so it's just something great to be a part of and i'm just super stoked to be uh, still playing you know, I talked to Brian about that, Brian Hicks, and, and we talked about the atmosphere around uh, the indoor game as far as it's it's a whole lot different than what you're used to if you go to NFL games because uh, you can meet the folks. You can talk to the folks. Have, have you fostered any relationships in your time in Cedar Rapids? I have. I met some great people in Cedar Rapids. Um, people, that's almost like family now. So the indoor game can, br- can bring that, can bring those close relationships that you might not get. Um, from the outdoor game. So that is one of the perks and advantages that the indoor game has. Now, you're a receiver, and it's it's no secret that the indoor game is a very offensive game. So what's it like to just be on that smaller field and know that you, you can pretty much out just pretty much outbeat any DB out there and, and get into the end zone? It's definitely fun playing receiver. Uh, on the field, you basically go out there and just run around, fly around. And plus, the advantages of uh, the actual 
head start, so to speak, from the line of scrimmage and you get the extra run on guys and just get the wild guys up and go out there and just catch tubs all game. Uh, it's fun. I, I love doing it. I enjoy it. Well, in your season with Cedar Rapids, you caught six of them. So that that's not a half-bad day at the office there, a half-bad season at the office. So uh, I'm sure you are going to look forward to getting a lot more opportunities in Oakland. Definitely. I definitely had a good time at Cedar Rapids. I actually came in late there. I came in like week four. They was coming off a, another bye week. So I came in. I had to learn the playbook quickly, and I got adjusted very quickly and finished the season well, but now I get a fresh start in Oakland. I get to actually go through training camp with my teammates and actually learn the system and know the system before the season starts rather than coming in mid-season. So I feel like it's a great fit for me. Oakland is a great fit. I feel like I fit into the system great. Um, some of the players that coach already signed, um, I, I worked out with some of the guys in Austin this past, so I want to say past few weeks that we had a tryout down here in Austin. I came in, ran around and ran some routes with some of the guys and met some of the guys that already signed. So it's just an exciting time to be a Panther right now when I'm just ecstatic. I mean, I bet you're itching for camp to start, yeah? I'm ready. I'm so ready. Because, I mean, I train and work out every day, and I go to the field and get some footwork in and run routes and lift weights. But, you know, it comes a point in time where you can only do so much of that stuff before you say, okay, I'm ready to play some football. So I'm definitely itching and ready to get to Oakland. So what was it like? What was the transition like from playing, you know, college ball where the obviously the field is is regulation size and coming into the indoor game? What was what was it like for you? What was that transition like to to a smaller field? Playing receiver, you just have to understand that your routes die down um, a little shorter than usual. You can't take stuff as deep uh, as you want to, or you can't make certain plants that you want to. So basically the arena game for a receiver is built off of concepts and wide open spaces. And like, can you get around guys and maneuver through guys and just find open spaces rather than trying to run a direct post or a direct comeback route. So, you work in smaller spaces and you just learn to adjust eventually. When I first came in, um, I was with the Lehigh Valley Steelhawks uh, in the NAL. They, I think they uh, folded now, but there was a former team and I had to learn the game. The main thing I had to learn the game uh, was my spacing. That's the main thing I had to learn about the game. I just had to learn where to be and obviously watching out for the wall and knowing how to just sit in an open space and just find open areas of the field rather than being outdoor you just basically run for the numbers and run a direct route you know but the indoor game is definitely more faster you have to get the spots more quicker than you would in the outdoor game so that's definitely the difference i mean be honest with me that wall it scared you a little bit didn't it at first Oh, yeah, it, def it definitely did. And I, and I think that's the fear coming into the game until you actually go over the wall and then you land and get up and you're like, okay, all right, now let's do it again. And so it, it, it's kind of like a love-hate relationship because sometimes uh, it's fun when you can, like, wow the crowd and, and things like that, but you, you definitely feel it when you get up or at least after the game. I'm, definitely. I'm sure that first time running into that wall, you want me to do what into that wall? What? <laughs> right, right. It's definitely like that for my first time. My first time running to the wall, I think I ran like an out route. And uh, I actually thought it was like a defender at first. And I was like, okay, I guess I got to look at this thing as a defender. So I got to try to avoid my opponent and the wall as much as I can. 
Um, and you can only prevent it so much because some plays you go up and you try to make and next thing you know, you're coming down over the wall or at least by the wall, hitting it, bumping it to it. So uh, it's definitely a factor, but uh, it's definitely fun. Yeah, I mean, they, they have this, this saying in, in arena, and I know that when I watched the Arena League last season, uh, they kept saying, well, the wall's undefeated, the wall's undefeated, and yeah, I just... I tell you, you guys are some some superb beings if you just say, yeah, there's a wall there, but I'm running toward it. Because me, I'm seeing a wall there, and I'm saying, yeah, that's fine. You can just go ahead and throw it to somebody else because I ain't running to that wall. <laughs> At the end of the day, I just try to go out there and make plays. And if the wall is in the way, then I guess it's just in the way. I got to just go over the wall and make the play or just, just do what I can do. But uh, the wall is a factor. but when the game is going and uh like I always say when a bullet starts flying, uh you really don't think about it as much as it is just there. Awesome. No, and and again, it just that makes it the the game that much more fun too because you know that that's in play and that uh, the fact that you guys you you do what you do is amazing. So, um all right, so we talk about how in indoor football, in arena football, in in some of these leagues that that aren't obviously the NFL, um players have to do things outside of football to to fill up the rest of their time. What do you do? What what's the type of stuff that you do off the field that uh, that keeps you busy in between seasons? Well, for Cedar Rapids, I just finished up this uh, work program while I was a DSP, direct support professional, and I worked with uh, elderly disability adults who was uh, disabled. And, um, like, I had two adults that with autism, and I took care of them. I was a caregiver for them. So that's what I do. And now I'm in Texas now, and I'm helping out, and I'm working at a place called Little Guys. It's a, a moving company. So I'm just basically helping the residents around Texas and just – trying to spread my name in the most positive way I can until football starts. And so, but football actually branched me off into these avenues of, of the workforce now that I'm doing uh, outside of the field. When I was with Cedar Rapids, they did a good job with helping me off the field and finding places where I can work that basically fitted what I fitted my skill set. And so that's what I like to do. I like to help people and give a, live, a lending hand to people. And so, that's why I basically just got jobs now to suit that and, and to suit what I like to do. And so that's what I'm currently doing now. That's what I love. That's what I love more than anything about the the leagues that uh, that I get to cover is that, you know, they're not just raising and they're not just producing great players on the field that you can watch on, you know, your TV or whatever, go, but just generous and and actual human beings and so when i when every time i get a chance to talk to to any of you guys it just i mean it makes me it makes me have hope again in the sport because i know that there's there's still players out there that um aren't after uh that that lifestyle that i think the millions and millions and now don't get me wrong i know you don't mind if they threw a contract your way you take it in a heartbeat but but i'd like to think that you know coming from the, the background that you and some of the other players in the in the you know ifl and the AFL and, and the likes um, are grounded enough to to maybe continue your philosophies even with those giant paychecks. Right. My thing is with that, I always think like um, it's like a small percentage that's going to actually make it to, to that level. And I definitely think I have a shot. But um, even if I don't make it, there's still other things that I can do. Um, I like to motivational speak. I do that um, on my social media accounts from time to time. Um, I'm just into a lot of different things. I got my hand in a few other things as well. 
Um, I'm, I have a degree in social and behavioral science. So I'm also uh, just not only a football player, so I just use football as a platform to maybe uh, meet people or branch out to another avenue eventually in the future. So I'm just basically hanging on along for the ride, giving it my best shot, uh, traveling, uh, having fun with it, and trying to achieve the ultimate goal, which is the NFL. But I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to achieve other things as well. And so that's the thing that football has brought me, and I'm thankful for that. And and that's another issue that I've talked with so many players that that uh, are, are not at NFL yet. But I, I asked them, you know, when you when you play in these leagues like the AAF and the CFL and the IFL, I asked them if they have any sort of, I mean, if they thought at first if they were disappointed that they that they weren't you know taken in the NFL yet. And to a man, none of them have ever said yes. And I'm I'm assuming that that's the case with you that you were just excited to continue to play football. Yes, because actually I was a late bloomer. I was a huge basketball guy. I played basketball my whole whole life, basically. And in high school, I played football my senior year of high school. So I basically hit the ground running late, and I still was having fun with it. And I just wanted to see uh, how far I could go with it. So after I finished up in college, I played my first year with the High Country Grizzlies. I came in mid-season for them and actually ended up earning a workout with the Cleveland Browns and Alonzo Hotsmith brought me in and I worked out for them. And once I reached the workout with the Cleveland Browns, they didn't call me and bring me in for training camp, but it just kind of uh, sparked a light bulb in my head. And I was like, okay, well, if I can take it this far and be seen in front of the Cleveland Browns, then maybe I can go a little bit further. And so when I came to Cedar Rapids, uh, it was my second year playing arena football, first year in the indoor football league. And so now I'm just on a pathway to see how far I can go. So any, that's what I'm on now. Any hopes that the XFL may, may give you a look? Yes. Yeah, so I actually had a workout with the Houston Roughnecks, and I, I, I did great. My vertical lead was like a, a 38, and I ran a 4-4 in the 40. I got some great feedback, but didn't ultimately get that call into camp. But I got uh, the contacts for the coaches and things like that, and the emails and the personal sale numbers. So I'm in touch with those coaches now, and basically it's just a waiting game. And while I'm waiting, I'm just going to go to Oakland and play some football with a great organization. Heck, a great organization that's brand new and looking to make their mark as well. And and then, you know, it doesn't hurt that your your owner, your co-owner, uh, is still scoring touchdowns <laughs> late into his life, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That definitely got me fired up. And I'm definitely excited. I was excited for him to, to, to see that. And uh, just to see the comeback, uh, I even hate to call it a comeback, to be honest. But uh, he just beast mode. And beast mode is going to do beast mode things, so. That was great to see that. Yeah. I mean, as a Niner fan, I, I cringed, but I mean, as an Oakland Panthers fan, I had to put, I had to put a different hat on. Cause I was like, yay for the co-owner. And then, uh, it's the Seahawks, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> I feel you on that. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. But, um, so look, you have got a, a, an amazing, uh, and innovative head coach. What, what do you know about coach Brian? And what do you, what are you excited about, uh, playing under him? One thing about coach, he's, always excited um he gives he gives you great feedback he gives you great detail as to what he's asking of you to do um he's going to direct you in the right path he's always positive and he's a super patient guy and that's one thing i like about him and when i i came and i met him uh, for the first time in person that is at the austin workout uh he was just super chill and laid back um 
and just his presence is just he got a natural presence to make you want to be around him. And that is somebody that I just know for a fact I want to play for. Um, and also the other coaches as well. But he has a great personality. And like I say, he's very detail-oriented. And he's uh, just a great guy in general. Uh, but besides the coach, he's also a great coach, obviously. But he's also a great man in general. And that's somebody I, I want to play for. Well, I mean, the guy invented an entire offensive system. So, yeah, he's got to be attentive to detail, yeah? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Most definitely. <laughs> so you said you were in Austin. Uh, you got to meet some of the guys. What was it like? What was the co- uh, um, what was the chemistry like there? How, what did you think of the, of the folks that you've met already? Man, the chemistry was great. It was like we already knew each other previously uh, to the time being there. Uh, I met I met QB. I met QB Brian. He was out there, uh, threw some dimes to me, even the other guys who came out. We had guys from uh, Arkansas. We had guys from uh, Kansas. We had we had, we just had guys from all over. Had guys from Georgia. It was just a great fun atmosphere. We we pumped each other up. We um, it it was just a, a great atmosphere. Everything was positive. Everything was upbeat. The competition was great. Guys was out there flying around, uh, and it was just a great atmosphere overall. So you looking to bring some of that, uh, and I say veteran presence. I know it's been a season, but that's still enough uh, over some of these folks. You looking to bring that veteran presence with you into this Oakland team, and hopefully uh, teach them a thing or two about how to play in the indoor system. Most most definitely, my main thing, uh, my main goals for the season is come in and be a leader from day one, and just help the guys out as much as possible. Because uh, even if you are a big time uh, tryout guy or a big time guy coming out of college the indoor game is totally different and you just have to almost reconstruct. I want to say your skill set a little bit and, and tweak your skill set a little bit for the indoor game. And even more so than that, you have to be able to think the game because indoors is a game. You have to think a little bit more. You can't just run out there and just do your own thing. It has to be within the concept with the team and the strategy of what basically the coaches want you to do. So I just want to come in be a leader, show the guys the ropes and, just basically be that guy they can come to ask questions to, but at the same time come in and compete as well because that's my thing. And so I just want to come in and help the guys out as much as possible and just come in and be a leader from day one. Callie in the spring, you looking forward to being out here that time? I am, I am, I am. I think about it all the time. It's going to be lovely. Ready for it, definitely ready for it. Definitely got to go to the beach too. I was going to say, in the Bay, yeah, you're going to be right here. So, I mean, that, that's that's the thing about uh, everybody that, that's coming from those colder climates or, or you know, uh, or have to suffer through a, a winter or a, even a rough spring. Uh, your reward is to come to beautiful California once more. <laughs> I know that's right. Yeah, I got. I got to get. I got to keep getting right in the gym. So when I go to the beach, I'll be on point. <laughs> uh, is, that, is that what you're looking forward to most? Is coming to the spring and flexing, or coming to the beach and flexing? Rather. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> what was your favorite thing to do yeah, out here? So okay, so when I was in when I was when I was in junior college, I actually was in Quincy, California, and the population was maybe about thirty five hundred, four thousand. And so I, I really didn't get out as much as I wanted to. It was just a junior college life. Uh, so basically I was just around campus most of the time. I went to Chico a few times. Uh, but the thing is I would like to do, I would like to come out, uh, just go to the beach and basically just sightsee. Uh, I'm a Georgia boy. and I, I've been to California, but like I said, I was in Quincy. So 
my first time being in Oakland, um, obviously football is going to come first in our seriousness. But uh, outside of the field, basically I just want to sightsee and just see what I can get into that's positive with my teammates. Well, I mean, you got a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of guys doing a lot of great things around the, the community, and I'm sure that uh, even Marshawn would probably love to help you or love to hook you up with, uh, with something positive to do out there. Yeah, I'd definitely be open to it. That'd definitely be something I'd be looking forward to, and I'd love to be part of that. Well, we look forward to watching you play. I, I'm telling you right now, as the season draws closer, uh, the more and more I talk to you and your teammates, um, I'm fired up because I, I live close enough now to a team that I can watch them play. So that that makes me super excited. And uh, like I said, I just when I see you guys and I talk to you guys, I just can't wait to get out there and, and to watch it all happen. And I'm sure you can't wait to start playing. Yeah, the feeling is definitely mutual. Um I just suggest everybody to come to a game and support. Um, and it's going to be a great atmosphere. I'm ready to bring what I bring to the table. And I'm ready to just bring that exciting brand of football to Oakland and football to stand in Oakland. So that's one of the things that the team is pumped up and excited about. And I'm just going to bring my flavor to the table and just show everybody how East Macon does it. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media so they can follow along uh, with your journey? So my Instagram, people can follow me at Can't Check Wood. That is regular, um, all together, no spaces, Can't Check Wood. And my Twitter, you can follow me at Waffle House 14. And I got the name Waffle House as in high school. My coaches would say I was always open 24-7. So that's a little small explanation to the Twitter. And on Facebook, you can just find me at Drake White. And uh, that's it. That's right. Waffle, I love Waffle House. I, I was in Tennessee and they had Waffle House. And uh, yeah, many, many a night at about three in the morning, we would find our way in a Waffle House. So uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You definitely did the right thing. That's the spot to go to. <laughs> yeah, it is. A lot of greasy food <laughs> to soap up a lot of what was happening before that. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, he is Drake White, better known as Hollywood White on Twitter. Uh, find out why he's uh, Hollywood White as we watch him light up the field this season. So, Drake, I just want to say thank you, first of all, for listening to the show, and second of all, for spending time with us on the show. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. It was my pleasure. That'll wrap up another episode of the Indoor Cats podcast. Episode 7 is complete. I want to say thank you, uh, as always, for listening. Thank you to the Oakland Panthers organization for making all of this possible. And thank you, a huge thank you, to Drake White, Hollywood White. Find him on Twitter, again, at WaffleHouse14. And, of course, on Instagram at Can'tCheckWood. Must follow on Twitter I, and, and Instagram. I'll tell you that right now. He's a must follow on social media. I do enjoy his tweets. Most of them are very uplifting. And uh, he's just a very fantastic individual. I, again, I, I just I have not met a single Panther uh, or at least talked to a single Panther yet that I have not liked. So uh, I'm just so thankful that, uh, that I get the opportunity to do that and that you get the opportunity to hear it. So 
Uh, all right. Thanks for listening. Again, we are ever so closer to the season, and uh, we'll just continue to crank out this content uh, until it, you know, until it stops. And hopefully, it just won't. So, all right. Again, thanks for listening. We'll come back again next week, and until that time, we will continue to hear us roar. <laughs>